The Everything Else is powered by Abstracta and Learning. Hello, hello! Welcome to The Everything Else. Thank you all for joining us. Hey, Vera. Hi. You look so cute with your headphones on. I'm psyched about this one. The one. Ah, no wonder. <laughs> I'm always psyched, but this one particularly. The one about leadership. Finally, I feel like we've been circling around it. Yeah, vulnerability and daring leadership, time management, procrastination, purpose and learning for life. We've done a lot. Teamwork and feedback, nonviolent communication. We've seen the similarities of parenting and leadership even, and how to lead working parents or people taking holidays. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, well done. hell yeah, we've circled this you. one. <laughs> Because here's the thing. Mm -hmm. People who lead have to develop their own selves as tools to become better leaders. Great. That pretty much sums it up. So it's a wrap. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> But yeah, seriously, all the skills that we mentioned are necessary for any type of leadership, right? And all the work you do towards living a more meaningful life, the better. That and just generally putting in the work to be a good person. Yes a good person and finding answers to the questions and situations that life throws at you yeah all our material that will make you better at leadership we could even say that being seasoned at living makes you a seasoned leader if you capitalize all the learnings Ooh, okay it's not just living yeah, if yeah. you reflect upon what you've experienced you'll become wiser yeah learning and yes it. having a wise person leading can be of great guidance hmm. So social influence is one of those human skills that will be in very high demand in times to come, right? Particularly so in times of AI. Particularly so. Yeah. And we're all, we're not great at it. And some of us are good, but in leading, we don't always do it in a way that serves humans or our planet even. And now that I said serves, you know, when we talked about empathy, we said that it was a service to others. And I think that leadership, much like empathy, we've talked about this many times, is something that we provide as a service to others, right? It's a service in that I can decide to provide a service of leadership at one point or another, like sort of like a superhero, right? Like with suit and cape, like enter Captain Guidance, right? <laughs> <laughs> But leaders, when they are in companies where you are at the same time doing your own work, Yeah, and your spreadsheets. Yes, you feel more like Clark Kent. Yeah. And let's be <laughs> honest, sometimes there's even kryptonite in the room and you don't have your superhero skills available. <laughs> I like what you did there. Good. <laughs> so, and leadership has been extra difficult lately. Many people that are in leadership positions have had to face challenges of instability, ultra-fast changing contexts, crisis. We are even facing new challenges. Many fucking first times, like mm. Brene uh, would say, and all that makes sense, makes it even harder, right? Yeah. And also, it's like we're transitioning paradigms, right? Even when it comes, when it concerns leading, rules and expectations are changing, and we can feel a little lost, right? We, I, we've talked about this before. What we thought of leadership before is not really mm -hmm. what we're thinking about leadership now. And it's difficult to lead others when you yourself are looking for leaders, right? Yeah, it's tough. And many people have felt lost because leadership has been branded many times as the only way to grow and develop your career. Yeah. And in fast-paced growth, many people were given roles of leadership as in being in charge of other people. Like, yeah. Like, oh, you're a leader. Yeah. 
And without tools, I think in some cases having people in charge, it kind of feels like a burden. Mm-hmm. When you say it like, a, like that, we're talking about humans as burden to others, right? Mm. Not realizing we're talking about adults who can benefit from one another and grow together. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. It sounds good on paper, right? But let's be real. And anyone who has had people in charge, I'm sure you guys will agree, has probably felt a little tired, at least mm -hmm. <laughs> at some point, right? Mm -hmm. Because people are people. And people, as you have told me many times, people take time. And, you know, reading about leadership, I was a little saddened by a large portion of the literature that focuses mainly on telling people that in order to lead well, we have to not think of people as tools, but as people, right? See their humanity and connect. And I find it a little disheartening when I read it on paper. But in all honesty, we can burn out and forget all of this, right? So it's good to be reminded. I've heard Simon Sinek say leadership is not about being in charge. Mm. Leadership is about taking care of those in your charge. Mm. That sounds nice, but it's so much messier than that in practice, right? This is just like parenting. Parenting is the ultimate form of leadership, don't you think? And and that's tiring stuff too. <laughs> the taking part thing, uh, it's it's we're used to seeing it in our private lives. What do you mean? The messier part. Mm. So we are not that comfortable with yeah. taking care yeah, 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 publicly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, like, like you, p passively is fine. Mm -hmm. But then... <laughs> but this is vital to understand that to take care, you will also need to leave room to take care of yourself too. Ah, the, the because oxygen if not, mask. Yes, because if not, the toll is very high. Mm. This can be done by having rituals, you know, specific meetings where you go in that mood of service, of being there to focus on that point and not expecting the leader to be in caring mode 24-7. Ah, that's really, that's really important. The, Clark Kent, and then yes, the leader. and then the moment <laughs> when there's a superhero. But if not, you're Clark Kent, and you're doing your own business, and the expectations need to be lower there. Yes, exactly. So, in the world of IT, it has been a difficult year, and in IT, I've seen many ways in which humans have dehumanized the workplace, with massive layoffs, for example. In a yeah. way, it feels like people do not seem to be rooting for people as much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've talked about this, right? Taking a stance for humans in times of AI. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Revolutionary. <laughs> yes, and, and this, of course, doesn't mean denying the tech advances, <laughs> for example, in the case of uh, generative AI. But there is something about how we need to cultivate the bond among humans, leaders guiding and taking care of humans. But also in this mutuality, new employees being open to new challenges and being able to become part of a group. Yeah, some mutuality, mm -hmm. right? Because if people don't want to be led, then it's not going to happen. No, I, I came to that harsh truth. After no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Because ultimately leadership takes two one who is willing to lead and one who is will willing to follow. And for that, they need to put you in that position of somebody who knows something that they don't so that they can trust in you. Yeah. If, if not, then it wouldn't be a leader. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, you don't operate as such. Yeah. And you can't have one without the other. And I think that that's when it becomes a little bit more difficult and you see the burnout we were talking about when it's not a two-way street and it seems like you're sort of pulling the weight on your own, right? 
I'm seeing that many people have not worked through their hurt, you know, that they are reacting to bad experiences like previous experiences or even other people's. Yeah. And they have difficulty in trusting that they won't be exploited, for example. Yeah. And we are at a tipping point maybe now, but we are looking for better sweet spots on both, on parts. both parts. We are changing the relationship at work. Yeah. So let's cut to the chase. What is leadership? Um, leadership is not an updated word for boss or manager, right? They're not synonyms. Well, they shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. Inspiring leaders are those people that have a vision of what to do in this position. Okay, a why, right? Exactly. A reason to pursue this power that they're pursuing. Yes. And someone who connects with others to make alliances. So this vision of the future happens mm -hmm. because they are doing it out of love for the ideal and not out of status. Mm, ideally. Yeah. Ideally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ideally, we're thinking that truly inspiring leaders are not the self-proclaimed owner of truths. The people who want to see themselves as saviors. Mm. You know, I have serious issues with people who are always on the spotlight. <laughs> Leadership refers to a role you play in the group dynamic, a person who exerts social influence. A leader, to me, is someone who owns this role with humility, mm. ready to build networks and alliances with others to generate synergies. Someone who understands what it gives and what it takes, okay. and who is intentionally after it who has wanted it, you know, there's a drive here. Yeah. And hopefully they're doing it for something more than sheer greed or ego. <laughs> that would be the ideal, right? Like I love, I, I'm listening, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> But <laughs> those these are, leaders are a little difficult to find, right? How many of those do you know? Three, four? That's, that's wishful thinking, maybe even less. So, um, let it, and, and maybe, you know what, when, when you were saying that, maybe that's not all the time. Mm-hmm, not and, all the time. And in this thing of like being and at moments or at different moments, like you can strive Please to... having sparks? Yes, is sparks. that too much to ask? No, 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 no. I like that. Sparks of leadership is also good, right? <laughs> um, so let's go back to the basics. We said leadership and being a boss are not synonyms. Leadership is not a position. It's, a, like you mentioned, a role that you play. John Maxwell talks about the law of influence. You don't need a title to lead, he says. You can influence from any position. So leadership is always, in essence, up for grabs. And sometimes it's explicit. For example, at work, you're given permission to lead. And other times it's not explicit. But there's a situation that calls for leadership. And whoever leads wins, right? It's like a... An opportunity. It's an opportunity. I think this is important for people starting out, but also for people who want to lead. The fact that you have to keep your eyes peeled for situations that need your leadership, right? Like when you're doing your Clark Kent thing and there's some kind of bad signal... But that's important because if you want to be a leader, if you want to have a position where you have power in order to do something that it's not just greed or ego, yeah. and you have a vision, don't just stay there waiting for the call to happen. The opportunity, you're Clark Kent, but you see that the woman is falling from the building. You go out and lift your ass from the chair. <laughs> you don't need maybe the bad signal, the, cue, you know, the Bluetooth the wasn't there. working or something, right? Yeah. The cue is there. The you go there. out looking for it. Yeah. So 
if there is silence or absence of vision or direction, conflict or whatever, then leaders appear. And sometimes they're the leaders you want, and we'll get this in, into this later, but sometimes they're not the leaders that you want. And the point is, there are leaders and there are moments that call for leadership, right? When the lady's falling out of the building. There are moments that call for leadership. That's the cue. That's your cue. Go. And telling people what they have to do is not leadership. No. <laughs> <laughs> It might be on some occasions uh, necessary, but bossing people around is not in the definition of leadership. I like that. So here's an unpopular opinion related to that. In the modern workplace, I think there's a little confusion about leaders and management or certain coordination roles, right? Yeah, we're because we're saying everything is a leader and it's not. Yes. Not all these positions require leadership. Yes. It, or sometimes they do, but mm -hmm. you're just the manager and you're not a leader, right? Mm -hmm. Since they're not synonyms. Um, and we're putting technical people in and expecting leadership to take place and it's not happening, right? Just because your job description says leadership, that doesn't really make you a leader. Totally. And you have to want to be a leader to lead. Sorry, I repeat this, but this is very important. And it, it's not for everybody or even all the time. And we have to normalize that. Yeah. It is very common that when companies grow, they put the one with more experience to lead. Yeah. And you lose the most knowledgeable person and get the worst leader. <laughs> a lose-lose right. lose situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the person with the most experience in the technical field. Exactly. Yeah, and, and leading, since we're defining, now that you're mentioning that, you know, when, when you lead, it means that, or when you're put in a leadership position that, that needs your leadership, you're, you're taking a position, right? You're pushing in a direction, parents, managers, politicians, like when you take the lead, whatever lead it is that you choose to take, good or bad, it's like stepping over an invisible line where rules are different, things change, and people on the other side, they're not really your equals. It's not hierarchy, right? But different different things are expected of you it's lonelier yeah yes you're exploring is. yes and and it's like when you're the parent you know you love the kid but you're the parent you're not the kid and it is important to know that in leadership positions things change you have responsibilities and impact and that's also why it's not for everyone all the time yeah and this this loneliness of the leadership position doesn't have to be uh unsolvable okay it might have other strategies to bridge that exactly. loneliness yeah. and so that you don't feel alone yeah with other people other networks networks of leaders yeah. for example so leadership is a position of power mm -hmm. that means it's asymmetrical okay but we can see power as a possibility okay. right power that can empower okay so power is not bad but you need to you know what they say right Power, with great power comes great responsibility. You're quoting Spidey again. You know, I yeah. feel like my work here is done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a true leader to me is someone who is aware of this okay. and honors this responsibility towards others. And that means exerting power with others, not over others. I like that distinction. Remember, we talked about this when we discussed nonviolent communication. Yeah. This means this person will act these ideas out responsibly to go with energy and in the right timing towards aligned values and intentions with the organization's purpose and mission to aim at a greater goal. Mm. 
You're you're really inspiring today. <laughs> I don't know what you had for breakfast, but <laughs> but yeah, it takes work, right? Like it sounds it sounds really nice, but it, it is it is difficult, and it takes work and time, um, and expectations are high. Um, if you had to throw in can, characteristics, can I can I stay there yeah. a while? Because yeah. this is not about being all Zen or all guru like. Okay. Because when you say I sound inspiring, mm. I start feeling like. Yeah, I don't want to sound like I've got it all together or it's all right. And there's never any problem or conflict. It's just like a confidence, you know, it's like a mindset from where I'm saying these things. I And, and I think what, what you're getting at. Yeah, I think that's what you're getting at. It's like a vision, yeah. right? Like of where you want to go. Yeah. Uh, and, and and sort of aspirational. Aspira completely aspirational. It's philosophical. Yes, yes. Exactly. Yeah, but leadership is philosophical. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, so, characteristics of a great leader, should we go there? Yeah, go. So, you mentioned sun, right? Because we were talking about some of those things. What, what other things would a good leader, what other characteristics? Being self-aware is okay. very important. Credible. Somebody with, hopefully, with co good communication skills or the intention of communicating. Mm. And people who can build teams because they believe in the power of team and foster development of others by yes. seeing other people grow. I like that. People who empower. Yeah. I think leaders, good leaders have a vision for others, like you were saying today, right? They leave space for others to thrive and lead. But that doesn't mean that they manipulate them like um, puppeteer. Okay. It means that they enjoy w seeing how the other people grow it's a question of like energy with, and intention like with kids yes <laughs> yes but they're not afraid to see others do well no right? they don't feel threatened by yes this. this is this is important i think and against the, the trust factor when people are afraid that somebody else will take their job and that happens a lot they're going to have a tougher time leading you know when we talked about teamwork we talked about our pyramid of essentials you should go back and revisit that episode this is one of my favorite all-time episodes but the basis i think of leadership is the same right we have to accept otherness and trust in order to be able to lead if without that then everything else just sort of yeah. falls apart. Liz Wiseman uses the concept of multipliers and I thought that that was nice, like leaders who amplify the intelligence and capabilities of their teams, this empowerment that you were talking about before. Yes, not blocking other people's excitement is important. Mm. Taylor Swift talked about this in an interview and I thought it was very interesting, but it's important to practice the skill of seeing where others shine. Uh, uh. And to do that, of course, you need to be self-assured, as you were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to steal your thunder by exactly. shining. Mm. You know something else? Good leaders are not experts on leadership. Okay. I'd, I'd say that they are people interested in people. Or just interested, you know, curious, humble, people who are willing to learn for yeah. life. Okay. People who try to help. Mm. That is why they turned it into this term of servant leadership. But that made it look like a self-sacrificing martyr yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, You know, like what they did with motherhood at a point in yes. history. Yes, yes, yes. And which, of course, we know that that takes a toll after all these years, right? Yeah. They did that at a point in history and until now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still feel the toll of it. The sacrificing, <laughs> self-sacrificing martyr yeah, is yeah. not, it's not good for anybody. No, but empathy and leading are very much connected and they're both a service as we established before. So, so it's not self-sacrificing, but still it is 
generous in the sense that it's not just about you. No, because you're providing this service for, for others. For others. Transcendence. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we've so, established sorry, some characteristics. Transcendence is important to attend because we are biopsychosocial beings and we're also transcendent beings. So, humans, to have well-being, we need to attend all those four areas of our lives. Well, what does that mean in practice? Not just doing things. I think that this egotistical, self-narcissistic um, society that we're living in, it's uh, making us feel very concentrated on ourselves. But for our well-being, we need to nurture our transcendence, our community life, our social. Yes. Yeah. That is also part of our psychological and biological well-being. It's yeah. not just us. And it's good for us. Yes. It impoverishes us if we don't. And we become... Um, Victor Frankl would say that we become um, neurotics. <laughs> There's a neurosis that comes from not attending that part. From not, yep. yeah, from not meeting that need. It's the sense of void. Mm. And leadership is a strategy. Yes, because it's to a, fill that void. Exactly. Um, all right, so we've basically established some characteristics of a good leader. Basically, being a god. We said. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we said that it's not. <laughs> no, but I. I, I I'd like to stay because this is something that, that I've talked about with, with leaders in my company that sometimes they feel a little inadequate and they say, you know, I'm not cut out for this. I can't do this. Or yeah, it's like another shoot storm. It is. It is. And I think it's normalized to, to I think it's good. I mean, to normalize good enough leadership, good right? Good enough parenting, good enough leadership. Yeah. Um, learning on the way, messing it up, not being an expert. Yes. We're talking about the same thing here. We've talked about this Instagram society, right? Yeah. And let's take leaders off the stage. Real life leaders, when they go on the stage, they are speakers. Yeah. But leaders are not gurus. Okay. Like Simon Sinek, Bruno Brown, Adam Grant. We love you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. But what we see in them and their videos are people knowledgeable on leadership. Exactly. Okay. But leadership many times looks so much simpler when they are not doing any talking. Like... They sense the tone of others, observing. It's so much more humble than this. Yeah. Right? Observing, not passing judgment, seeing the potential in others, making the other feel like part of a group, being too much of a protagonist in a leadership in a leading role. In leadership it gets us into trouble. Yeah. I'd say get off the stage yeah. you know and we're not talking about perfect leaders imagine you're lucky enough to have leaders around you who have these intentions just that just good intentions yeah people who are doing what they can with what they've got but with good intentions because at the end of the day leading is about remember being generous i love that And I, as I was listening, I was thinking about your observation of what leadership could look like and how um, that's what I perceive as leadership, too. But again, uh, we were talking about paradigm changes. I think that that's not what everyone identifies as leadership. And it definitely wasn't what leadership looked like definitely before, not. like 10 years ago. That was not leadership. Um, so we need to reframe. We need to learn to change these ideas. Yeah. And and. 
you know, leadership can look very different in different situations. Like the old、uh, leadership, it, it's necessary sometimes、mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah.、Um, it's not like all out with the old and with the new, right? Can can we nerd out for yeah, a few minutes? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> This is what.、Um, For our structured listeners who, like me, enjoy frameworks that they can follow, yes, <laughs> that makes it a little bit simpler.、Um, there's a model called the Five Dimensions of Leadership from the book Coactive Leadership、uh, by Karen and Henry Kimsey House, and I think it's an excellent summary of what leadership can look like because it points out five different ways to lead. There's no surprise there, given the name, and it encourages leaders to embrace flexible and sort of more holistic. Approach to leadership, recognizing that、um, effective leadership involves adapting to different situations and focusing on aspects based on the context and the people, right? The needs of the team and also your own personality. Yeah, because ultimately leadership has to feel authentic,、mm. or it has to resonate with you some way, right? So you have to find whatever works best for you, right? Yes. So basically, they mention five dimensions, right? The first one is leading from the front. This is the more traditional idea of leadership, where the leader takes charge and guides their team to the front, providing direction, setting goals,、uh, making decisions, and ultimately, the leader is responsible for making key decisions and charting the course. I like here to make some room for idealism,、uh-huh. romantic views, people who make us feel that the impossible is possible.、Mm-hmm. Who connects us with the power and potential of our past, whether you're a company, a football team, a country, or humanity? We need to believe in ourselves, and God, does it feel good when someone believes in us? Yes, yeah, and, and that is the role of leading from the front. Yes, the one with the vision. Yes, right, like.、Um, Yeah, we don't always have that luck, though, of having people who believe in us, and this is really important too, right? Because a good leader believes in you and helps you to believe in yourself. So、mm-hmm. I guess all your gooiness today <laughs> speaks very highly of your leaders. <laughs>、mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So the second one was leading from behind, sort of supporting the team members by empowering them to make to take ownership and to make decisions, providing guidance, resources, and encouragement. Right. But allowing the team members. To lead, leading so that others can lead. Yes, and this is what we were mentioning before. I think historically, female leadership has looked a lot like this,、yes. and many times it was not perceived.、Yes. It was like invisible magic that、yes. just happened. <laughs> But thankfully, <laughs> we've started to wake up to the fact that this too is leadership. Yes, yes, and it contributes a lot. And I guess at the same time. I feel very identified with this form of leadership, but at the same time, we have to practice other forms of leadership because sometimes, from behind and empowering, letting others lead, it just doesn't cut it. Sometimes、yes. it's a little bit more. As you were、throat. saying, this is not just one over the other or one in, in, instead of the other, but these are different moments. Yeah, and sometimes、like、you、strategies. need to lead from from the front, and as women, we wouldn't take that role so easily. So yeah, yes. They're like strategies for leading. Yes. 
Uh, then you have leading from beside, sort of emphasizes on collaboration, working alongside team members, more as an equal, right? You become a team player, you contribute to skills and expertise, and you kind of value the contributions of others. Sometimes it's necessary. Yes. Uh, the leader of the whole sort of focuses on the leader's Sorry, role. Yeah. Uh, leading from beside is this word in Spanish that it's very difficult in English because it's not so used, but in Spanish it's acompañar. And yes. What do, what does Brene Brown call she it? She says acompañar. <laughs> <laughs> but it is because there is... It's, it's untranslatable. It's, it's there. Yeah. Company, it's not exactly the same. No, no. It's go to walk together, yes. right? Um, then you have the leader of the whole that sort of focuses on the leader's role in maintaining the overall well-being and cohesion of the team, right? Like you Generating the conditions. Exactly. Making sure that the team functions harmoniously, right? You address conflicts, you maintain a positive culture, etc. It's being the host. Oh, I love that. Being yes. the host, when you invite other people at I home, love that. you cook for everybody or you generate the, the, the get-together. Yes. And then you're not in the spotlight. I you love just that. enjoy seeing it all happen. Yes. I, I see myself reflected you're there. You're there. Yes, I'm definitely there. Uh, and then the last one is the leader within, right? This dimension centers on self leadership and personal growth it's about leading oneself effectively before leading others oh this one is essential because we're talking about being curious and learning but being self-aware authentic continuously developing your own skills mm. the leader sets an example also for their team yeah. you promote an, act an attitude you model it to yes. others so and leaders build their own resilience to deal with difficulties believing in themselves And, of course, cultivating this vision. This is lots of internal dialogue. Yeah, learning to lead yourself. Yeah. And this is why you also need to develop as a leader. If you don't want your team to outgrow you or just accept they will. Yeah, which is not necessarily bad, like we said. No, yeah, no. Because sometimes you should normalize that too. But because in, in psychology, it's very common to, to say that a, a patient will go all the way up to your own limits as a psychologist so if you want your your patients to develop more you need to work on yourself more and this continue developing yes. yeah because yeah. it's like a little it's a journey it's, it's it exactly. doesn't stop at you exactly then they will continue with somebody else but you will be the limit to that person yeah so the, i like this model a lot i think that If um, the fact that we have to work on all these dimensions to adapt, right? To choose which one is better also and what we need to put in that work yeah. to, to improve there. Because there is a huge part of, of the difficulties that lie in the fact that leaders lead humans. That, you know, as you were speaking, I couldn't help thinking, no matter how much I knew of the theory, frameworks, models of all this or in parenting, mm. I had to go through it yeah. to really experience it and have it transform me because yes. this is a transformative path. Leadership. Yes. Yes, I agree 100%. And I think that this is something where being too young is not beneficial. Ooh. To make matters worse in IT, these roles were given to people who are quite young mm. and haven't had many experiences. Mm. Are you saying what I think you're saying? Well... <laughs> Honestly, you know, these roles require being there for somebody else. We've even drawn some similarities with the challenges of raising kids without annulling their autonomy. Mm. Right? So 
having a twenty-something-year-old in leadership position is maybe not so convenient. It's not. It's not about convenience or not. But the other day, I heard a guy say that he was a coach when he was sixteen, huh. as if it was something good. Well, it depends on who you're coaching. If you're coaching like five-year-olds, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that's what I imagined when you said it. Exactly. I mean, you can always teach and coach some and guide somebody else who hasn't gone through that path. Yeah. But you will have limits to your vision. So. When you're 40 and still talking about how you were coaching when you were 16 and you haven't changed that vision, that worries me. Mm. But because also, this yeah. is not one over the other. You, you change, you transform yourself. Yeah. But also, you know, I was thinking when you said that, uh, I started teaching when I was young and it was always a disadvantage. And even though I could do it, and then when I hired people, I was not afraid of hiring teachers who were young. I knew that it was a disadvantage because there are so many other challenges that arise when you're young that you okay there are obstacles you can that do you it can, and you need to give opportunities to that young those young people because they can do a part of it yes and and then they learn and they become better and there it's easier to do it if but you have being more seasoned in living yes makes you seasoned in living I I, I agree so I, I don't want to be ageist here but and life experience is not just about years, we know that, but you can be in your early 30s and be very knowledgeable on a certain technology, for example, or yeah. a certain skill, and you ha can have valuable experience to lead technical challenge, but being a person's leader is very different and you need to tackle this with humility. Huh. As a guidance, I think anybody can guide anybody. If he or she has that level, plus one. Mm -hmm. Kind of what Vygotsky says about learning and... Do you want to elaborate a little bit more for like non-teachers? Yes, there is a zone of proximal development, right? It's between what your level, your current level is and a little bit more. Goethe talked about this also, this idealism of going, meeting where the person is and expecting something more, taking them a bit farther, but that's not that farther it's yeah. plus one it's, it's a plus, zone it's, it's a little bit more it's than you know so more. that it's comfortable it's kind of like when we talk about flow it's exactly. the same thing Always. right i think i love that that you're bringing teaching in because i think you know my biggest lessons on leadership and that's why i brought it up today they came from teaching so i'm all in yeah, for vygotsky yeah particularly because i think one of the most important leadership skills that you mentioned now just passing by is that you have to meet people where they're at not where you'd like them to be right and th this is the most like if anyone takes like one thing away i think that that would be the key takeaway for me right uh not not where you want them to be and i think this can be frustrating at times because we tend to want to go quickly right but it, it's not leadership if there is no Accompanyar, like you said today, right? If you're running two kilometers ahead, almost at the finish line, then shouting at the guy that's out of breath in the first lap is just not going to cut it, right? No. So other skills, and th this, I, I can't go, help going back there because this happens when you're public speaking, yeah. when you're giving a talk, meeting the person when they are at and accompanying them. Mm. So other skills needed for leadership, guiding humans implies one of the oldest arts in the history of humankind. Mm. This is the power of persuasion. Ooh. But persuasion is not done alone by 
the one who gives the message, uh -huh. right? We need to be open for that message to be persuading. The two-way street that we mentioned yes, today. Let's face it. In our society, money, power over others, business, um, money, more power, more mm -hmm. money, <laughs> business. Money, 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 money. All these chackal things. Of, Although it's changing some for some people who have a more ecological perspective, they are still very persuasive for some. And they are depicted as socially, they are socially perceived as success. The, the image of success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that you bring that up. Um, if you guys don't know what chackle is, um, I recommend you check out our episode on nonviolent communication so that you get a better perspective of what it is that we're talking about. But yeah, so to persuade others, you need to be good in communicating your ideas. Yeah, in understanding where people are and presenting a narrative to take others to a place closer where you are, right? So yeah, public speaking skills are important, and it, but it's also about listening, mm -hmm. building true connection with others, connecting to something that matters so that they find the reason to get behind this idea. Um, we talked about listening, uh, active listening uh, yes. in our first season. Yes. Uh, the other the day. curiosity. Yes. yes, I think it's really important to, to check that out too. So, um, yeah, since you've gone all gooey on me, uh, I feel bad about bringing this up, but <laughs> I'd like to bring the dark side in. Let's face it. we were talking about leaders, right? And, and yeah, there is an ideal We've all met leaders that are inspiring, that are good, but there are negative leaders too, right? It's full of them at work and outside. Yeah. So what is a negative leader? I, I think mainly a negative leader is one who is not aligned with the vision, right? Of who, well, it, I guess it depends on the context or whoever thinks that they're negative, right? But Like Adam Grant says, givers and takers? Yeah, yes. I think that that pretty much fits in, right? I mean, for a company, it might be somebody who is not aligned with the vision of the company or the well-being of the people who are involved. But we've seen negative leaders in politics, for example, right? Not truly aligned with the well-being of all the people or even a part of the people, Yeah, right? I worry when I see many people who are going into sarcastic nihilism as a default defense mechanism. Yeah. You know, I fear when people who are in positions of power where they actually can do things to change, they don't care about any greater good or don't believe in people. Yeah, because they they, they don't feel that they can change or they, they, they don't really care, maybe. Or maybe they have a very narrow-minded mi definition of what good means, yeah. right? Yeah. Or even don't have the right information or education to be in that position, which I believe can be turned around by the way i think you can turn a negative leader around sometimes because virtue the greeks it's something they would de dedicate time to explore to learn about to talk about your values and what you be your belief systems right mm -hmm. and this is something that now in terms of being all instrumental learning we're not paying attention to we're no. cutting philosophy off uh the high school programs who are taking time out of the arts and that's virtue that's what that image that cultivating that idealism you know it's been studied that just talking about ethics makes you more ethical mm-hmm yeah <laughs> it kind and, of tells and that's, that's we interesting at. because when you're in your teens you do that a lot that's what you're you're driven by you're, you're constructing your vision yes 
and then, then you we stop doing and it. you stop doing it and we're just going after more money just because not even asking sometimes why we're doing it mm-hmm. all right so we've gone a bit sidetracked but let's let's go back because extremist and simplistic views can seem like easy ways of generating agreement among humans mm-hmm. right it's we we get tempted tempted by this and these non-empathic ways they can get out of hand and once this becomes the accepted rule once people stop disrespecting the others well the world can become very aggressive and sad place yeah that's what but that's what negative leaders are negative leaders exactly that's what they do yeah that's what they do they they don't generate the conditions so everybody has a great time they they just They're crappy hosts. Yeah, they're crappy hosts. (laughs) (laughs) But we're all again, we have fun because we all uh, go against somebody else. (laughs) And yeah, it seems it seems easy. But come on, be aware. We've seen this happening. Mm. So I know that this can have an for example when you're a teacher you know that you can have an impact on a student right if you believe in their potential or not yeah or as a team leader who does not believe in your team i mean you know that that has a that, that has, has a an effect huge, but that has a huge effect has a huge effect you, you right? mentioned this today right having somebody believe in you like when you have people who tell you that they don't believe in you um It, it has a huge effect, I think. Yes, and that happens on larger scales, like companies that only look for money and power but don't have a clear idea of what to do with it. But that possibility also, right? It's a responsibility because it's a possibility you have over others. Yeah. And this can also imply politicians who don't believe in humans. Mm-hmm. I see many weak leaders who gather followers by turning a group of people against others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And come on, Creating there are gaps. red flags there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So... Let's keep it clear, tolerance, respectful, coexistence is the basis of the whole thing when we're talking about leadership. Yeah. Right. Can I go a little bit more gooey? Our planet. That ship has sailed. (laughs) (laughs) But our planet, the challenges we're facing, needs leaders who are able to care. Leaders who believe, not who are naive but who are moved by hope, hope for a better world, a life worth living for more people, leaders unite efforts to achieve greater good. Yes, I, yeah, you you know, at the beginning, I was a little bit more resistant to your gooiness today because, you know, I I think also in this thing about being a leader, sometimes you just, you're tired and you're a little burnt out, you know, and you, for a moment, I think there are times when you stop believing. Yeah. That people have the capacity. Yeah, or we that, go like, all nihilist. You're like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. But, okay, you changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shall we go give some tools? Yeah, let's dish out some tips. Um, so, my first tip would be, and, and these tips are tips that I tell myself, right? I'm sharing yeah, reminders, my <laughs> friendly reminders. <laughs> I'm sharing the friendly reminders that I remind myself of every day. Be patient. Uh, people take time and sometimes you have to allow others time to lead. I've been really guilty of this. A situation comes up, you feel something has to be said, done, guidance provided, right? And sometimes I don't see it um, immediately. I don't see anybody else doing it and I jump in. And then I talk privately to maybe somebody on my team and I'm like, hey, someone should have said something. And they're like, dude, you didn't even give us a chance, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
So sometimes as a leader looking for leaders, you have to hold back the urge to lead so that you can give others a chance, right? Just trust that they'll do it. And here, yet another parallel to raising kids. Absolute parallel to raising kids. Right? And co-parenting because yes, no, it's that thing. You're like, oh well, you know, he's not going to do it exactly how I think it should be done, so I'll do it. Co doing anything, yes, I would say. Co doing yes. anything. Co doing anything. So, tip number two, or friendly reminder number uh-huh. two. Maxwell talks about the law of magnetism. You attract who you are. To attract great people, then you have to become a great person. This does not work like magic, though. <laughs> It's just a proposal. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's like you said, it's an intention. It's an intention. You propose it and trust that it will work eventually with some people, but it's not a hundred percent effective as anything is in life. Yeah. Lid's not magic, like you said. Um, all right, number three, set boundaries. This is really hard for me. Leadership is also about knowing your place. You keep saying that about yourself because that's a story you tell yourself, but you've been working on it a lot and you're not that bad at it now. No, no, but it's difficult. And, mm-hmm. and it's difficult to not pick up other people's shit. Or at least, you know what helps for me is getting into the habit of asking myself if this is an issue for you or if it's an issue for others to solve. I and think that accompanyar is not solving. Accompanyar, but sometimes... You need to solve. Sometimes you have responsibility, but sometimes you don't. And sometimes you're not the one who has to accompany her. Yeah. It's somebody else who has yes. to do it. And that's shit that you leave for other people too. Yes. But accompany her, yeah, don't say shit. Watch your words. The way we think about it, it builds how we feel about it also. Yeah. Okay. So number four, friendly reminder, number four, be vulnerable. Ask for help. If you have doubts why this is a game changer, there is a whole episode on this topic. (laughs) But it is important to strip ourselves of this notion of the know-it-all leader in order to do that. The know-it-all teacher, the know-it-all expert, the know being an expert doesn't... Guru, guru, guru. Today with AI, the most important thing is asking the right questions, not knowing everything. Mm. Yes. Um, Friendly reminder... Number five, unconventional, maybe, (laughs) support your leaders. Who who supports the exhausted leader? Who takes care of the one who cares? Yes. Who Um, takes care? So, yeah, they have to learn how to do it themselves, unfortunately. (laughs) But anyone can provide a service of empathy, right? If we get away from this logic of war, sort of boss-employee, right? Dude, we're all people and leaders have tough times too. And I know personally that my partner and I, we've been really honored at times of overwhelm or disappointment um, as entrepreneurs by a team of people who are willing to show up and support you, even though it was not in their job description. Oh, so important to do things, even if they're not in your job description. Uh, you you mentioned when we were talking about this, I forget if we said it today, but I think it's important doing a, an, an active service of leadership, even just for yourself, not yes. for your job, is like a gift for yourself. Yeah, because you're networking, you're building your network. And transcending, like yeah. you said. Networking is not, so what are you going to do for me? Networking is building a network. And that eventually, yeah, yeah, something supports happens you. With that. Yeah, that yeah. you have life. to trust that the dots will connect, as Steve said, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's easier said than done when you have experienced it. 
if you have experienced it in your own life and you have had those moments where you see that the dots connect, then yeah. you trust that they will connect again in the future. Mm. So number six, friendly reminder number six, practice delegating. Mm. Give space for new people. At the end of the day, leadership is about being generous. And yes, you have to have an abundance mindset. And it is important that you trust that life will provide, as we were saying, mm. in helping others grow, you grow. Plus, it feels nice. <laughs> and there's that too. <laughs> it feels nice. It feels nice. Um, number seven, as a leader, particularly in middle management, uh, make sure that you believe in the message or vision that you're trying to portray. And sometimes that means standing up to your bosses and saying that you don't agree, not in a good way, right? Yeah. Having a, hey, a discussion. I, I, I don't, I'm I don't not sure serious. about this. I don't feel good about this. Um, or asking for a change in something, discussing something a little bit further. A leader that just follows orders and passes them on, this is not really a leader, mm -hmm. no. uh, in my opinion at least. Because for others, because for you to be a leader, others have to trust you and people can sense a mile away when you're not being authentic. Or when you're saying, hey, I'm doing this because they told me to do it. It's like, mm. yeah. Okay, friendly reminder number eight and the last one. People are not projects. You can manage projects, you can manage companies, but you don't manage people. Uh -huh. You guide, you accompany people. There are other things at stake with people, other people's dreams and lives and things that are out of your control. <laughs> I think that's true a whole for leadership, yeah. true for kids, true for life, true for life. Yes. We don't control the more we control, the farther we get away from people to connect. We need to let go of that ridiculous idea that we control. I think that's a whole other episode. Uh, well, about but how that's to why we, we have this podcast <laughs> <laughs> about how to let go and flow, right? But okay, we'll do it and it, it, it'll come another day. I think that we're set here, right? We are set here. So, people, I hope this helps you in your reflection and path to being a better leader. Don't forget it has to leave helped us. us. It's, it's definitely helped us, as, as this podcast always does. Um, don't forget to leave us your comments so that we continue the conversation. Thanks for tuning in. Thank Bye. You. Thanks for sticking around till the end so we can give you our CTA. If you like this episode, share it with someone who could use it. And remember to follow us on social media. We are the Everything Else Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow us on LinkedIn. We are Vera Babat and Mercedes Remedi. A big shout out to our sponsors, Learning and Abstracta, our sound producers at Uicast, and our producer, Natalie Rogers. 